Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a show about our game of the year one month at a time. I'm Jake. This is Colin. Colin, what's popping? <laughs> I'm Colin. Don't say I'm Colin. <laughs> it's a bad intro. <laughs> All right, sorry, we got sorry, a weird sorry. episode for you. We got a weird episode for you because it is uh, summer. Summer game mess is upon us. Summer Game Fest, E3, Key 3, every time we have to give it four separate names because we can't decide what to call it. It is the Summer Gaming Madness Hour that we are going to be participating in today. So, we've got kind of a bit of housekeeping to do. You cool that I just started off rambling with oh, that I kind of shit? I go for it, yeah. I love housekeeping. Yeah, housekeeping. yeah, it's good shit. This is perfect. This really keeps the people engaged. So, here's the deal. If you haven't listened to any game list content since the last episode of Game List Proper, which was the May episode, uh, we talked about Xenoblade and a bunch of other shit. Uh, this is your next episode, which is going to be a little bit neutered because it's kind of half of an episode. Reason is, is yeah. because we've had so much going on before this and so much after it. So, already available to you is four episodes of Spoilist for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. There is a fifth episode coming in the next couple days because Colin and I have officially wrapped our playthroughs of that game. Rolled credits. There will be no spoilers here. There will be discussion in a little bit. We're going to lead off the show with our spoiler-free Tears of the Kingdom impressions for all of you that are still journeying through Hyrule or not playing it yet. You can still hear us talk about it a little bit. A little bit. We also yep. did predictions and impressions of the PlayStation Showcase. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit throughout this episode. Talk about some of the highlights. We'll jump into Spider-Man. We'll jump into Sword of the Sea, which is a big one for me. We'll talk yep. about Metal Gear, maybe some Dragon's Dogma. Just little highlights, basically. Uh, but if you want a deeper dive on that, that's already available to you. And then... Back half of the show is essentially going to be a gigantic preview, uh, just kind of laying out what to expect, A, for coverage for uh, all of the other uh, summer game showcases that are coming our way, and uh, some predictions, some fun ways to go about uh, trying to guess what we may see here in the near future. So expect a lot of gameless React stuff, a lot of reactions on our individual Twitch channels. You know where to find me. I'm Jake Twitchin on all platforms, or you can just go to AmazingStreamer.com. It's very easy to find me. You can also find Colleen at Colleen underscore, K-A-U-L-I-N-E underscore. Um, and then, of course, our YouTube page. We're at Game List Show everywhere on the internet. So a lot of little, like, mini episodes that have happened already, a lot of them that are coming up, and so many more to look forward to. We will definitely do a mid-season wrap-up after everything is all said and done. Uh, I think the last scheduled event right now is the Ubisoft Forward, which is this coming Monday. It's a week from today when we're recording. It's on the 12th, I believe. Uh, and then potentially Nintendo happening. We'd be looking at probably doing an episode on, like, the 15th, 16th, 17th of June to sort of recap all of that stuff similar to the way that we're doing one today and then of course yep. you'll get your regular game list at the beginning of july looking forward to the second half of the fucking year and having a better idea of what it's going to look like after all of this crazy shit but that's enough of me monologuing because goddamn, i need to take a breath let's let colin talk about how much he loves the legend of zelda tears of the fucking kingdom well you know it's I think a lot it's a, right i think it's a an okay game um at least an okay game uh no no i i think this game is a masterpiece simply put um i you all know i was not huge into breath of the wild 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is better than Breath of the Wild in every way. And I will be playing this game likely for a long time to come just to dip in and out, clean up little extra pieces here and there. Uh, this game really lets you do what you want. It, it it gives you the tools and lets you explore with them, which I really, really appreciate. The ultra hand ability uh, is some of the most fun I've had playing games in a long time. They it's give somehow, you the tools to be your own boss. <laughs> they they do. <laughs> uh some somehow it 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 manages to look a lot better than breath of the wild like compared to memory you think it looks about the same but Mm. i've watched some comparisons and oh my god this game looks so much better than breath of the wild yeah and i didn't didn't remember breath of the wild being a like drab experience i remembered it being a fairly colorful environment but when i look actually at like footage of breath of the wild you can tell even though the games do look similar when you think about them in your head you can tell which game you're looking at from a split second of footage of either of them like there is something about tears of the kingdom that really fucking pops really good thing to bring up i think it i think it's like tears of the kingdom is more of like a matte presentation it's like when you look Mm. at it everything has like a matte finish to it almost or like a yeah i guess you would say like if 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 that's the case breath of the wild has always been like compared to like a watercolor painting you know what i mean and this this has like a, a special finish to it i agree i agree it is it is good man it is good my favorite video game since breath of the wild i guess and it's like easily my my game of the year really big spoiler like it is it's not fucking close what my game of the year is at this point the game blew me away blew me away and it's also interesting too where you're saying like this is a game that i'm gonna be playing for a while i fucking deleted tears of the kingdom bro (laughs) yeah that sounds like something i would do yeah i deleted it i finished i did i put in like 95 hours and then another couple hours off stream i streamed the entire thing 17 streams 90 hours of fucking gameplay 93 or something like that really crazy shit man and one of the best streaming experiences that I've ever had in my entire fucking life. Like I had such a good time. I managed to say spoiler free through everything as well, all the way up through like rolling credits. And that was, I think a really important thing because all of my reactions and things that I experienced were genuine. The thing that I was really worried about it, and this is kind of a conversation more about like streaming single player content than it is about Zelda in particular, is that especially for a big new game, Depending on how big of a streamer you are, it can really be a bummer to stream shit. Like, Zelda's the most saturated streaming like category that's existed in a long time. You know, everybody that's a gamer, everyone and their mother was playing Zelda over the opening week. I was fortunate enough to have a lot of my regulars kind of hop on board with me from the get-go. I've tried this in the past, and I've played games on stream where I kind of fall off of them halfway through or after a couple streams. And in this one... Everybody was just kind of down to ride. So I ended up having a pretty nice user base rolling with me through all 17 of these streams, which made it a really fucking fun experience because we were going in fresh and because we were fucking going a mile a minute. We got to experience a lot of these things together, and it ended up just being a really memorable stream series for me. So uh, really, really pleased with my Zelda playthrough, but also completely zelda the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I streamed the intro island and i streamed i want to say random here and there areas and then the the end of the game so i streamed like i like bookended it um really great game i'm at 95 hours right now and man i i I really don't have that much to say about it here because we have dug so deep into it sure on our spoiler chat um but what a game what it's it's very good and it is 
literally the only reason to pick up my Switch. That it's this is the only well, game. This is the only well, reason that's I pick up my take. Switch. We're all allowed to have yeah. wrong opinions. That's fine. Uh, but you know. the thing for, for the thing for me for Tears of the Kingdom is that. Breath of the Wild was already a nearly perfect video game, and this iterates on it in a way that makes me never want to touch Breath of the Wild again. It's going to be yeah. very hard to go back to that game. Yeah. What I really want to just highlight, and it's not spoilery, if I was to like talk about one thing, it's the internal systems of this game working together, and specifically, it's the powers that they grant you. For a long time, Breath of the Wild has been the go-to comparison for me and for many people in the video game industry of how to make a open world interact uh with the skills that a player has and breath of the wild did it well tears of the kingdom does it immaculately to the point that if there is a third game that follows this zelda formula i don't know how they could possibly iterate on this thing with different moves because what they did from the first one to the second one is they essentially wiped your powers clean you don't get those powers back you have a brand new set of powers that interact with this world completely differently and although you're doing similar stuff to breath of the wild everything functional functions differently and yeah. the way that these moves function they were showcased in that long hands-on you have the ultra hand technique you have the ascend technique you have the fuse technique and you know some other stuff that pops up throughout the game but Good God, it is a masterclass in how to make the player feel like they have the tools to be their own boss. Like, it really no. did. Nothing makes me feel smarter than using those skills efficiently halfway through that game. You know what this game really reminded me of? What's that? Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good point. I can't wait for the next uh, seven years for everyone to be like, hey, you know what this reminds me of? Tears of the Kingdom. It should, and if it doesn't remind you of Tears of the Kingdom, uh, then somebody was uh, taking inspiration for their those, game from the wrong fucking game. That has been my least favorite saying for the past seven years. Is you know what this reminds me? Make a better, of make a better Breath game, man. Wild. Make a better game. This, this really reminds me of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are out there making their open world games, and they're like, we took a lot of inspiration from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, let's be honest. Assassin's Creed Valhalla <laughs> took a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild. That's what I'm saying. I know. All if right. Assassin's okay. Creed Valhalla was tier was Assassin's Creed Tears of the Kingdom, it would have been a ten. I fucking hate you. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to the next subject. I've been playing a fuck ton. I have developed, I think, an injury. I brought up the wrong thing. I'm so bad at podcasting. We do all this okay. shit live, so if you're ever watching the video version, you see me bring up the wrong thumbnail or like a paused YouTube video. It's because I'm fucking. On the ones and twos out here monologuing, out here switching scenes and bringing up shit like a goddamn boss. I need you to start harassing him in the comments right now. Please, please, please leave you. me be. Please, I'm playing harass. a lot of Street Fighter Six. I've developed, I'm pretty sure, like an injury in my left thumb from Street Fighter Six. I think I need to get a fucking fight stick. I don't know. I think I just pulled a muscle. But when I move my thumb, I feel a fucking, hey, you're a doctor. <laughs> Bro, is that your first sports-related injury? <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> I played sports when um, I was a kid believe it or not I scored some goals and shit in soccer um, Nice I whenever I like move my thumb Past a certain point I get like a fucking Sharp pain that shoots up like the top of my Arm like all the yeah. way to like Here Sounds like I don't you know. pulled something Yeah I think I pulled something bro Those quarter yeah. circles are going too strong But uh I 
I am over the moon about Street Fighter 6. If you are a fighting game fan, this shit is so fucking incredible. And we've covered a lot of it, so I don't want to spend all day here just, like, polishing Street Fighter 6's knob. But I think... Do you remember when I decided to be a Splatoon fan? Yeah, kind of. Remember there was, like, that crazy like there was a Splatoon direct where it was like this 25 minute thing that I came on here and raved about and I was like yeah. I hope everybody's game everybody that loves like a game franchise gets the treatment that Splatoon fran- fans are getting for Splatoon 3 and Street Fighter 6 got that treatment where it is the most the, the terminology that's been thrown around the industry lately is like feature complete where if you wanted something out of your Street Fighter game this game fucking has it and it is done so yeah. incredibly well. Did you get a chance to play it? Uh, no, no. No, it's still the thing of where you said, hey, Colin, download the beta. Play with me this weekend or something like that. And I said, okay. And then I downloaded it, and then we just never got around to it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't plan on buying it. If there's like a free weekend at some point, I'll play it. Um, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant just because uh, I'm not a big fighting game guy. Yeah, you but, want to preserve your, your thumbs. Yeah, my question to you is, are you using the new controls or are you using the classic controls? Really good question. So I did for the beta and for the demo, I really wanted to experiment with modern controls. I thought that was like an important thing to do was like have an idea, have a sample of how those controls work. And it's essentially, it gives you like a small street fighter experience in that your face buttons and your trigger buttons still do like punches and kicks and stuff like that. But it replaces your triangle button because street fighter has always had a tried and true way of doing their control sticks like if you had a six button controller with six face buttons your top three face buttons would be light medium and heavy punch and your bottom three face buttons would be light medium and heavy kick and they would do similar moves depending on which one that you pressed to different effects so if you did like a hadoken with a light punch it would go very slowly Exactly. And then if you did like a hadoken with a heavy punch it would fucking spurt out fast you know so yeah Sure. What it does is it replaces the triangle button on PlayStation at least with essentially the B button for Smash Brothers if you're familiar. It's like your power mm-hmm. button where if you're yeah. not pressing in a direction, if you're pressing forward in a direction, back in a direction, up in a direction or down while pressing the triangle button, you're going to automatically do one of those moves. And it also helps you like automate your combos a little bit too so that as opposed to doing like quarter circles and double punches and shit like that, you're kind of just doing like forward triangle, back triangle, square square triangle, something along those lines. I- I'm probably fucking doing this. I am not a high level Street Fighter player or fighting game player or video game player in general. Um, But jumping into the full version of the game, I did revert back to classic controls because something feels fucking wrong not to... I've been throwing Hadoukens the same way since 1992. You know what I mean? That's fair. And to try to, to, to relearn that to diminishing returns is not up my alley. That's the problem that it really boils down to is that when you do that quarter circle, it no longer does that in the regular game. And... If you press the triangle button, you lose the freedom to go uh, have those different speeds. You know what I mean? There's different, like, things that you miss out on by using those modern controls. But I don't know. I'm sure for some people, it's a really great way of, like, hopping in there. It would probably be wise for me to use it because I'm not playing at a high level, but I don't. But this game has all the online functionality you would expect. It has classic games built into it that you can play in lobbies. It's got this battle hub where you play all of your stuff. If you go back to our April episode when I played the beta and the demo, uh, I go into much more detail into what you can expect for like what Street Fighter has for features. But the other thing I want to talk about is like the world tour. It's what's been 
I think getting most of the flack because it's not like a 9 out of 10 experience despite this game getting reviews of 9 out of 10 but in the long run Street Fighter didn't have to have a single player experience it's an online fighting game at its core the fact that it has a third person RPG that's serviceable is really fun and it's just like stupid enough to be really really dumb fun so I'm having a blast with Street Fighter 6 it is absolutely moving on to my list we're gonna have a lot of updates to my list coming up at the end here uh yeah good shit you and I are on different pages for this next game because I am recording this in an hour and 10 minutes for me Diablo 4 goes live because I bought the shitty version but you got the hot fire edition tell me yeah uh so diablo is diablo 4 is my first diablo game ever never played any of the others uh i i played the server slam and i was like you know what i like this let's get it so then i spent way too much money to get a couple days early uh but man it's been good it's it's very uh gross and so gross um, dude and like like i don't know what the correct term is for the type of horror it is it's not straight up like horror horror but you know it's freaky stuff it's like almost like gothic gothic horror horror or something it's gothic gothic. horror and it's body horror are the two things that you would basically it's it's very good though you know it's your diablo experience um i i am level 28 ish and i'm not even i just finished act one of six uh so i'm not very far into it at all but i do hear like the end game the reviews were phenomenal for this game. And I hear yeah. like the end game of this game is like as good as it can be at launch, which is, yeah. is great. Like it's supposedly got a wonderful end game at launch, which never happens. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. If you like Diablo, I mean, I can't say anything other than just get it because it's fun. I've been running uh, necromancer. Um, it's been cool to have all my, my dudes out there doing all the fighting for me. I do feel a little weak at times, oh, it's my but dudes. it's probably, probably just my, my build that's uh that's that's weak but it's very good i've enjoyed it uh i'm enjoying like learning the build crafting there's a lot to it a lot more than in destiny just all the numbers and percentages that you have to look at and compare and compare but yeah Yeah. it's been good i've enjoyed it and i am excited to play more after we finish recording yeah i'm really looking forward to jumping in i mean if you know diablo you know basically what you're expecting a return to form but with updated graphics obviously to like the kind of the diablo 2 vibe whereas diablo 3 was a little easier on the eyes if you're fucking me i actually so my plan for this game was when i was installing it they were like hd texture pack and i was like maybe no maybe no maybe no hd texture pack like maybe i can just deal with watching it in bad quality so that there's not as much fucking detail on the intestines like maybe maybe that'll help me i don't know i we'll see i think you're ridiculous sometimes pussy yeah it's a i mean it's a it's a i i literally so ali my girlfriend for those of you who don't know um she she i was like playing it and she was like watching it and she's like i was like eh, this this game's not really scary you know it's it's top down and she's like oh like hades and i was like kind of sure yeah. i mean yeah i i was just proud of her for like to the untrained eye calling one out could say hades hades and diablo could be from like the same franchise name wise yeah yeah honestly but uh but yeah it, i mean it's a good game play it yeah if you, it you seems know. great i'm really excited to jump in i think uh, 
I'm excited to play in a group setting as well. Hop in and drop in, drop yeah. out with some random people and stuff. I love yeah. that kind of thing. And I it's the gift that keeps on giving. It. I enjoy it much more in a group than I do alone. Um, sure. But maybe I'll learn to love it alone. Which, it's amazing the reviews that this game... I, I think about this game and Hogwarts this year. Both wonderfully reviewed games that we would not touch with like a... 10 foot stick earlier in the year in our fantasy draft i know yeah. rightfully so there's but... there stink on both of them <laughs> yeah yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a little fucked up it's a little fucked up that like hogwarts that stuff stuck which i i think it's i don't know the lesser of evils i don't know which one to call which like i'm not trying i'm not fucking planting my fucking flag in the ground on any yeah. of those like but the hogwarts like <gasps> revolting kind of stuck wait a minute dude i just realized i did draft diablo 4 Oh, good for you. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but like, there's been so when Hogwarts came out, there was still a lot of hubbub about like you shouldn't play this for Diablo. It seems like everyone just kind of forgot. Oh, Activision everybody's sucks. just just not saying a word. Yeah, I got I got yeah. called like slurs online whenever I said I was playing uh, Hogwarts. But yeah, that's what nothing. Well, you didn't know that playing a video game dictates how you feel about people. It does. It does. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <It's> okay. Anyways, <laughs> next okay. topic. Uh, speaking of which, I've been playing Humanity, <laughs> <laughs> which is a game that I'm fucking red hot on, dude. I love this shit. I yeah. love Humanity. I This is like my... You haven't played it, right? No, no, I have not. This is going to be my big push for you at the end of the year to be like, hey, bro, go go do Humanity. It's free to you because you yeah. have PlayStation Plus and Absolutely. it's it's on my game. It's it's on my game of the year list and it might rise. I'm not finished yet. It's so fucking good. It is such a Zen like experience. The best way to describe this and we've talked about it. I played the demo. I was hot on the demo a little while ago, too, but playing the full yeah. version, it's even more polished. This is basically Lemmings with spirit dogs <laughs> explain to me what lemmings is because i keep hearing it lemmings is an old 2d game where you would guide these little freaks around towards a goal and you'd have to like build bridges for them so that they would be able to get there and uh give them commands like jump and duck so that they wouldn't get hurt with like the obstacles that were in their way and this uh, is the yeah, same I'm thing only 3d for humanity uh you have these groups of people you're a dog you're giving people commands like jump and turn and float and things like that and you're just trying to get them to the end of the level but it is done in such a zen-like way because you are playing uh, a game from the creators of res infinite and the res hd port yeah as well as tetris effect so it's got like these really good vibes it's especially nice on playstation 5 with the um dual sense and the dual sense edge because it kind of like the music has like a baseline to it and it'll kind of like thump in your hands and like give mm. you that sweet vibration when it makes it's like the characters get to like their destination it'll go and you'll kind of feel yeah. it and see it at the same time um but it's got really pleasing visuals too where it seems like a jumbled mess but when things click into place and you solve the puzzle there's this really interesting satisfaction that you get from completing a level and seeing them all move in unison to their destination the right way it is a game that requires a lot of thinking i streamed the beginning of it and it was fun for those easy levels and as the difficulty picked up a lot of humanity is just like leaning back and looking at the screen and being like well what if i did yeah. this so there's no fail state to this game is there there's um, no fail state it just people keep coming until you figure it out 
there's there's different things that you do so sometimes the people just spawn and you have to just guide them and they'll fall off but you can do some things where you will irreparably fuck up your thing like if you push a block into the wrong place and you can no longer push oh. that block pa past you'll have to reset and you'll have that option to either like quick reset and keep all of your commands so that they start the path again or you can clear all the commands so you have a fresh start there's also levels where you need to make all of your decisions before you set the people going so you'll have like an on off switch basically and you'll have to make all those decisions then set it to on then they'll funnel out of the door and start going down your path uh really really interesting shit and it's got a really nice user suite too of like creating levels and playing yeah, user -created cool, huh? content yeah pretty cool shit um it's a game that if, if any of this sounds up, up your alley if you like a, a chill puzzle game humanity is cream of the crop i i can't think of a puzzle game that I've enjoyed since Tetris Effect as much as I'm enjoying Humanity, and it's the first time in a very long time I think that a game, a puzzle game is going to end up on my game of the year list. I, I don't see this like dropping off. This is one of those games that like uh, we don't talk about this very much about like the, the sanctity of our lists and what it includes, but sometimes there's just like a game that even though you put it in at like level 6 or 7, as other games come out and they hit level 1 other games might fall faster than it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would yeah. be happier to see my, like, I don't know, fourth favorite game drop below humanity than I would have that game push humanity off of my list. It's like its own unique thing that I feel passionate about being there at the end of the year because of what it serves in my gamer rotation. But Yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that. I love it. I fucking I adore it is what I do and I can't wait. It does feel like a game that I'm going to play all of. It very well may be a game that I try to platinum just because it has these really achievable puzzles to figure out where it's like you're you're basically you either solve the puzzle right, wrong, or you solve the puzzle perfectly and there is an ambition to solve the puzzle perfectly every time. Enough yeah. me and humanity. Let's get to some other highbrow shit. <laughs> we both played a lot of <laughs> Fortnite in May, bro. We did. We did. Uh, oh shit, dude. And it was awesome. It was, it was, it was awesome. really good, dude. <laughs> yeah. I got I got all my skins. It was great. When we started this podcast, did you think that we would end up playing as or talking about as much Fortnite as we have? Like I I don't know cuz I mean we started it a year and a half ago. Yeah, and that there was, was no about Fortnite the time zero build. There was yeah, none yet. There, that was about the time it came out, though. It was like a yeah. two or three months after. And then yep. I picked it up at zero build, and you picked it up at zero build. Yeah. Uh, and then since zero build came out, it's just kind of been an on and off thing for me. We I'll both hop in like for fluttered a season. in and out. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'll I'll hop in for a season, finish battle pass, and then call it for the next two to three seasons. But then hop back in it. later. Yeah. I get it. What really dragged us back in this time was the Star Wars. Star event, Wars. Yes, and it sir. was so cool, dude. It was such an interesting thing that they did. Uh, for those that are not in the know, will you explain to them how the Fortnite Star Wars stuff worked in regards to like its mini yeah. pass? There was there was a bunch of purchasable skins, of course. Um, but there was also a miniature battle pass for the event that you could buy that would unlock multiple different stormtrooper or clone trooper skins this was a prequel based event as well which was which really got me <sighs> yeah all clone um, war shit yeah and i loved it so you got a couple different clone skins and then you got darth maul at the end of it if you finish the battle pass you got darth maul and like a really dope loading screen 
uh honestly the loading screen that i've used since i've not changed it uh that's yeah. just like star wars art uh, it was but so fan servicey yeah. dude like more Extremely. than the other events like yeah i mean so many of the events i feel like are kind of like this but this one felt a little bit more blown out and i mean obviously i'm biased because i'm a huge star wars fan but yeah. the fact that we were able to sit there and do these dumb quests that had us like fighting stormtroopers and picking up lightsabers in the world and then grinding yep. a pass that was separate from the actual battle pass just made me feel like i was doing my own thing despite you know basically just fucking playing fortnite playing fortnite you know? yeah yeah um, i hit really cool i hit 100 on the battle pass the other day and put it down nice. for now. the full so. battle pass the full battle pass. I Look finished it go. up, and and they did I'm work together. Like bit. they do intertwine quite a bit. It, it was cool yeah. shit, man. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, I fucking bought that goddamn Padme skin and the Anakin skin. It was. And they the were Darth both. Pass. Such, they I were, definitely they were just sunk like fifty skins. bucks into fucking Fortnite. Like, I don't know. You know, Bro, I, I thought about it. I wanted them for that. I wanted to reward them for doing this. I really wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good oh my god what a game so man what a game. yeah dude i'm ready for the next star yeah. wars fortnite event I'm I fortnite's agree. on my game of the year list i'm kidding i'm kidding it's not, <laughs> it's not. um i got a weird one man and i want to just pick your brain we love katamari yeah do you know anything about it it's katamari game you know the katamari games though yeah yeah i, have I feel katamari, like they were like popular past your prime reload okay uh yeah, they were they were before me for the most part. Um yeah. but yeah, I know about them. So I love the Katamari game. So I remember Katamari 1 came out on PS2 and it was like a Namco published game, but it was like among the first like real weirdo import games where it was like oh, this got localized for PS2 and it's only 20 bucks and it's like really good and it was, you know, by this point, I had nobody in real life to talk about games with anymore, you know? <laughs> like, this was, this was the real weirdo shit. Like, none of my homies were playing fucking Katamari Damacy. I can fucking assure you of that. But I loved it. And this is the sequel. We love Katamari, and this is We Love Katamari Reroll. But what's really interesting about this game, if you don't know Katamari, the general consensus is... <laughs> I guess the general recap of what Katamari is, is you have this little sticky ball and you roll it around to pick stuff up to replace the stars in the sky so you start really small in the levels and you're picking up like little like pennies and erasers and thumbtacks and stuff like that and by the end of the yeah. game you're rolling up humans and buildings and planets and shit to make new stars yeah. it's very fucking cool shit uh, and the way that it scales up is super interesting too and it is beyond goofy it has a banger soundtrack it is a very absurd game if you don't know what it is i'd recommend looking it up because shit even from the thumbnail that i have up on the screen right now if you're watching the video version you get the idea of what you're dealing with um but what's interesting about this game is it's a remake of arguably the best katamari game and that goes without saying and it's a a good remake a serviceable remake it's it's great remake however it does have the newest the only new katamari content that we've had in like 11 or 12 years the last katamari that came out was touch my katamari which is arguably the worst katamari game for the playstation vita and since then that's a really no bad katamari. name too yeah the only thing that's come out since has been katamari damasi reroll which was yeah, a faithful adaptation which is just the first game only new this is we love katamari reroll plus royal reverie which includes five levels which are technically a prequel to the original katamari where you play as the king of all cosmos who's the person who destroyed the stars in the first place it's the prince's dad it's a whole fucking thing i won't get into the lore too much but what's nice is that it does feel like these two games are 30 dollars releases they're mostly rehashes and then this one gets a little bit of bonus content a 
little bit of like a new development team is working on new Katamari content, it definitely feels like this is a vote with your wallet type of game because they are willing to make more Katamari if it sells. You know, that's why it was an easy 30 bucks for me. I didn't buy Katamari Reroll on launch. I played it on Game Pass, I think. You know, this one in I played Reroll and I didn't like it for like two reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. One, controls. the controls, yep. and two, the timer. The timer makes me anxious, and I don't like playing games where I'm timed. I don't like timed trials and anything. Like it also has like a the alarm is like this like boom boom yeah like it feels it like is, something terrible is about to happen. It, it is, is absolutely stressly stressful. Uh, but that's yeah, like the main fun. conceit of the game is like roll it big enough in this time frame. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a I just line. like no, I want kidding. it to be I want it to be more Donut County like where there's no time frame where you're just kind of doing your thing. Yeah, it's and not then quite when as you chill. get to it. Yeah, sure. I want it to be more chill. Yeah, I get it. Um, for me, that's like the whole thing is like that weird control scheme doesn't seem right, but when you get good at it, it does feel nice. Like to be able to hop in there and use those two control sticks to actually like tilt that ball around the right way. Yeah, you're essentially sure. emulating hands and then pushing it in different directions or reversing them. My thumb hurts. Uh, maybe maybe it's Katamari and Street Fighter that's been fucking fucking me up. Those both came out on the same day. Um, Diablo's not going to help any. Diablo I grabbed on PC, bro. Smart, right? Uh, but you're going to play with mouse with controller, right? Oh, mouse keyboard. Really? Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah Fair yeah. enough. Um, I've been playing Planet of Lana. I haven't really been playing Planet of Lana. I played two and a half hours of Planet of Lana, and I learned everything that I need to Wait. know about it, and I said... This well, is I was about to say, game. the game's like me. four hours long. You could just finish it. I could, but I don't want to. Not, are you not a fan? Not a fan? No. No, I'm not I, a fan. I, really? I, like, it's just one of those games where I'm like, oh, this is a good video game that I don't... I don't know. I guess I do like it. I just don't care for this type of game. It's like a very slow yeah. 2D side-scrolling puzzle game with like light platforming elements. It's got a really nice visual aesthetic. I feel yeah. like Limbo and Inside are the two like easiest comparisons gameplay-wise as far as like well, then what that's you're the doing thing in that game. They've already done pretty much everything a 2D game like this can do, you know? Sure. Like this game is not innovating on Limbo and Inside. Inside it probably especially. is. I don't know. I haven't played those games either. I played more of Planet of Lana than I have Limbo and Inside combined. Um, but uh, there are some mechanics here where you have like a little cat and you're giving the cat commands as well, which were sort of interesting. And it did have some pretty unique puzzles that had to do with like sound and music and stuff, which I thought were really interesting as well. Um, it's just not my type of game. But if it's your type of game, it's probably nearly perfect. I want to say. Like yeah, it was I'll, a very chill experience. It was a fun stream. I will uh, I will definitely play this game when it comes to PlayStation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. It was, it was really cool. Beautiful. I had a fucking blast yeah. with it. Um yeah. but it was just definitely like you get emptied out into a level, you figure out what you're doing, uh control is a tiny bit frustrating, my brain not functioning exactly the right way at, you know, eleven PM with a chat yeah. full of fucking people that are rambling on about this that and the other thing it just didn't feel like the right vibe it could be something i go back to eventually and give it another shot on my own time but it, it feels like a humanity, man ooh, no chance. it feels like a rainy saturday morning type game yeah. Like, yeah 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 i'd say you're exactly right but uh yeah i i i dig it enough i just don't have much of a desire to 
play it. If that makes yeah, sense. That's fair. I hear the soundtrack is great. Yeah. I don't know if I really not a huge fan. It was just like fucking ambient tones to me. Um. Well, they're supposed to be like 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 big soundtrack soundtrack. Because uh, some as well. It's like the yeah, it does kind of pick up sometimes. Well, the the composer from Planet of Lana is who also did The Last Guardian. Ooh. Takeshi Furukawa. Okay. Yeah. Last Guardian's so. good shit. Wait a. Wait a man. Wait. That's that's a fun name to say. Wait is a great name. Yeah. Great name. I'm gonna name my child Ueda. Um, really? <laughs> can, can I be your child? Sure. Wow. Ueda underscore. <laughs> um, I've been playing Octopath Traveler 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I should resect that. Statement. Have you just been like throwing yourself at that like randomly? Is that kind of the, the deal with Octopath? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, sure. Like if I've got an afternoon, I'm like, I don't know what to play. Let's just play two hours of Octopath. Mm-hmm. I've not made it very far, but... Man, this is a wonderful game. Like you if you, like if you got in a mood like you did when you played Xenoblade, if you played Octopath 2 instead, mm. I feel like you would love Octopath 2. It is so good. Octopath uh, unfortunately like these like bedtime story vibes that I get from like Dragon Quest. I feel like I would play it that way more where I'm yeah, like yeah, I've got that, an hour I mean, and a half. Let's just hop in and see what's happening. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I um I want to put so much more time into this game, but of course Zelda's been taking up my time. Oh my god! Uh, I've yeah. just kind of been slowly going through and unlocking all the characters. Um, it's great. It's got like the best turn-based combat ever. It's yeah, just super so traditional good. JRPG shit. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. If you know, I don't have much to say about it other than play it. You know, it's it's my one to two hour a week game, maybe. So very nice. Yeah. Alright, I'm getting out my phone, you know what that means? <sighs> I need more than two minutes, probably, because a new I bet you don't. Season you, you, always, you, never, you never do. You never really well, do. Well, I'll make it fast. Ready, um, set, go. Destiny 2, new season, called Season of the Deep. Titan has reappeared, and Sloane with it. Uh, Sloane is now Taken, and she has Taken infestation on her arm, and she's a friend with the big worm... Uh, whale thing on Titan. Uh, so, um, you know, of course, the new season's rolling out. We're uncovering new story stuff, learning more about the Witness and Savathun and uh, the Hive gods and goddesses. Um, spoiler, spoiler. I'm going to put spoilers for the new dungeon. So, if you don't want to hear that, skip a few seconds. But uh, there's a new dungeon that released called Ghosts of the Deep, I believe. And it is you going on Titan, going under the Methane Sea, and you find a ship, a hive ship that has crashed, and inside of that ship is the dead body of Oryx, the Taken King, where they are trying to revive Oryx so he can come back and kick our butt or something. I don't know. We killed Oryx in the Taken King, of course. Um, And they're trying to revive Oryx and give him a ghost. They, as in the hive, the light-bearing hive, uh, Oryx's body is still growing, even though he's dead, because of the worm that like, gave him powers. But the worm that gave him powers is missing, so we don't know where that is, so that's a little terrifying. And yeah, aside from the, the, new, 
the new uh the new like seasonal rotating missions are pretty good but aside from that that's that's pretty much it for lightfall oh guardian games wrapped up guardian games wrapped up and it was it was good minute 46 bro keeping it under the destiny two minutes is done i told you you always think you need more time but you you typically don't even take up the full two minutes well i i could use more time if i wanted to but i know people it would probably be easier if i wasn't being a fucking jerk and i would like embellish anything that you said and asked any follow-up questions but instead i just sit here silently that is true (laughs) but it's okay it's okay yeah but the destiny two minutes is a hilarious segment everybody agrees I, 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 I haven't I haven't been uh, playing as much Destiny 2 because of Zelda, of course, but uh, I will be hopping in probably halfway through the season just to grind things out. Um, All right. Well, yeah. well, talking about games that are at the caliber of Destiny 2, I've been playing a lot of Balan Wonder. I swear, if you take more than two minutes on this stupid game, I'm going to riot. I just got to give backstory on, like, my career as a content creator. One of the first things that I did was I made this fucking video on my YouTube. YouTube.com slash at Jake Twitchin or AmazingStreamer.com to find it yourself. It's my most popular video. It's still, it's got like 4,500 views or something like that, which is such a shame because I haven't, I've made so many things that are better than it, but it's still my number one thing. And it's basically this like nine minute video essay all about like the creation of Balan Wonderworld before it came out saying pretty definitively that I think it's going to be good. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Go That's figure. Balan Wonderworld, not so good. In yeah, fact, maybe Yuji don't, Naka... Don't, maybe don't make another video like that. Damn yeah. the game before it comes out. I hear ya. I hear ya. Anyway, I've got this video coming out soon about how Destiny 3 is gonna be really good. Oh, no. No. Please. Uh, me, me and my buddies are all really hyped for Marathon. Here's a 10-minute video no, say about why Marathon, Marathon is gonna be no. so good. Um, here's the thing, dude. Balan Wonderworld's a weird game. You get characters like uh, the Pounding Pig and... <laughs> the what? Uh-huh, you heard right, and it shakes its ass and shit, too. It's a whole thing, man. But um, what I will say is that Balan Wonderworld seems to be the Pounding Pig of the video game industry, in fact. I've been streaming yeah. it. They're very good streams. Like, to play a cursed game is very fun on the internet. Go figure. What's important to note, though, is that Balan Wonderworld has, like, a meta score of three. And I challenge anybody, anybody, to play that game and tell me that it's a fucking 3 out of 10. I don't know why everybody ganged up on this thing. Like, it's weird, and it's not good, but it's not bad, man. Like, I wouldn't rate Balan Wonderworld under a 5. I might give it a 5. I might give it, like, a... If I was rating it today, I would probably give it, like, a 5.75 out of 10. Like, it is That's very broken granular. and overly simplistic you know and it has a bunch of problems and things but it is like a for a kid slash family game there's a lot to love there too like i think they did things right and i think there's some cool ideas and it's a functional game with like okay art direction i don't know why balan wonderworld got so fucking brutally assaulted man i've I played worse shit than that i just can't think of any well, of them <laughs> you, you do play lots of bad games let's be honest yeah, I know. I just ordered... Uh, dude, I'm so excited to talk about it. We'll probably talk more about it during the Ubisoft segment, but I ordered the 360 Avatar game. The one, the James Cameron's ah. Avatar game, which I'm so okay. excited to fucking play, dude. Like, I feel like that was literally like the last hurrah I, of like, hey, we're making movie-based games to come out. I um I played um the Wii version of that. Oh, was it sick? Yeah, it was great. It was Did you just make some kind of beep? 
Uh, well, I uh, yeah, I messed with an audio setting. Did that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I was messing with the audio setting is, um, have have you been have you been keeping up with like trailers and stuff for the new Transformers movie? A little bit. I mean, no, I don't know. Keeping up, I think I've watched one or two. <laughs> I know I'm. I know I'm not the first person to make this joke, but I was sitting in um, the theaters the other night with Allie, and we were going to start. We were going to watch uh, Across the Spider Verse, and you know they're playing the Transformers movie trailer, and there's this. It just says this line, and it's Optimus Prime saying, "Let them come." And I turn over to Allie and I say, "I say, let them what?" And I'm going to play. The, I'm going to play the line. This is it. This is it. Let them come. <laughs> and I, said, I said, let them what? That's pretty good shit, dude. <laughs> I can't get it off my mind. I'm, that's, yeah, oh I hear God. you. Everyone has come um, on the mind. It'll happen to the best of us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, right. Battle and Wonderworld. Oh, no, no, that was an accident. That was, that was an accident. I didn't even mean to play it that time. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, dude. man. <laughs> Battle and Wonderworld. Shit. Great game. That's huh? so fucking funny. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay, I played oh. I played Journey on the heels of the announcement of Sword of the Sea. I was just yeah. like kind of I was in like I was playing Zelda one night on stream and I was just like I'm not feeling it right now. I want to we were talking so much about the event that happened earlier that day. It was the night of the PlayStation conference and everyone was asking me about Journey uh, or Sword of the Sea because they know how much I like Journey. Um and I was like let's just play Journey and it just turned into a night where we full played through Journey. Game yeah. fucking holds up, dude. Ten years Great old, game. holds up. I played the PS4 version, I guess, well, not the PS3 version, and I played it on PlayStation Five. The look and sound of so fucking good, though. Um, I, I'm not gonna spend fucking too long here talking about this old game, but good if you game. haven't played Journey, it fucking play Journey. You ever heard of Tembo yeah. the Badass Elephant? No, I've not. Nobody has, and I don't understand why. It came out six years ago. It's a 2D side-scroller where you play as a fucking badass elephant named Tembo who runs really fast across the screen. Go ahead. I want to say I've heard about this game. There's some, like, pedigree of developers behind this that I've heard the history of. It's crazy. it yeah. kind of plays the most like a like almost like a fast paced Donkey Kong. There's a lot of like smacking through walls and shit. Like there's a physicality to Tembo. He's like an army elephant, um, yeah. but it's got this really great art style. And the thing to know about Tembo the badass elephant is it is developed by Game Freak. You know Game Freak? Yes, yes, yes. They make the Pokemon. Pokemon. The Pokemon. Yeah. People, yeah. And you'd say, okay, well, it was developed by them, but it wasn't a Nintendo game, although it is developable, available on Nintendo. It was published by fucking Sega, dude. Sega and Game Freak, which are two gigantic video game companies, no yet no one's ever heard of Tembo the Badass Elephant, and it's fucking dope. Tembo is dope, dude. It is. We're showing video of it right now. If you're listening to the audio version, definitely go Google Tembo. This is a cool fucking video game. Like, you've got crazy power-ups, you're going back and forth fighting different things, it just has a really cool art style, like, it has little, like, I don't know, like, words pop out, like, every time you run it goes like, and it's like, B-A-D-A, B-A-D-A, is like, coming out of his thing, if you ground pound it says, like, wham, like, almost like a comic book type of effect to it, it is a game that is, like, dripping with style, and has tons of fun gameplay elements, and is just like a nice three or four hour fucking romp of a 2D game cool as fuck 
I just want people to know that this game exists and it's awesome. I, I would recommend sure. it to anybody that likes video games. Like it's one of those things. Like it's really weird um, and baffling that it has just been washed away. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy, man. Who would have thought? No, you want to talk about what we've been doing on your channel? Yeah, we teased it last time we did a game list episode. I th- I think so. I I can't remember that far back. Honestly, we've done so much content between. Oh, I know what a great service we're providing for yeah. free. Yeah, for free. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been playing Resident Evil Five on my channel and having an absolute blast. <laughs> it's really fun when you're playing with somebody. Um, Jake is naturally ruining everything at every turn <laughs> and I have to babysit him through the entire experience but it's been good it's I've really enjoyed it surprisingly it's funny like we don't play games together as often as you might think we talk about games yeah. that we play they both play all the time we do we do play a lot of stuff together we played like countless things together for being honest we played like fucking Forza and all sorts of shit but uh we started the first thing we ever did together was play it takes two which was a, a similar experience <sighs> But we didn't know each other as well. So it was like, not at all. It takes two was like us getting to know each other. Like I had watched yeah. your content. You had watched my content. We'd interacted on multiple yeah. occasions. We never like made content together. So that was like, yeah. again, we'll release the tapes at some point. Like those exist. I have all seven episodes of it takes two. And they're Ugh. they're us at our early stages of content creation. No doubt. But we didn't know friends. each other's like. We've we've grown to be like I would say, despite being it all through the internet, like legitimate friends who, uh, yeah. again in 2023, exist basically to sandbag each other and make fun of each other's interests and shit. <laughs> and <laughs> because of that, it creates like a pretty good rapport of us just fucking like dogging each other throughout this entire playthrough. And especially mm-hmm. if you listen to this show at all and you know our personalities, uh, lots of similarities, also a lot of differences. Colin likes to yeah. stop and read fucking lore and shit like that. He likes to go. Every <laughs> Every fucking corner and mash all yeah. of the treasure that you could possibly find, even though you don't need the fucking treasure because everything's cheap yeah. as shit and the economy is broken in that game. So yep. it's a lot of me fucking waiting at a door, spamming, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come come on. on. Like it is, it Thank is a Chris. fucking nightmare thing to watch. Yeah. But I will say, it's got to be some of the most entertaining shit that it's so fun to stream. It's so fun to play and it's yeah. got to be some of the most entertaining stuff that like us as a <laughs> duo have ever put out together. Like those, those videos when they hit YouTube, you guys are going to have a blast watching. Yeah. It's, it's going to be going up soon. I, uh, I'm going to wait till it's all done. Yeah. Um, we've got probably one more session. We have got like one more chapter. It's yeah. a six chapter game. We're done five of them. We've done it. In yeah. We, we had it, we had it all planned and ready to go. And then I forgot about it. And Jake texted me <laughs> like 30 minutes after we were supposed to start. He's like, so no Resident, Resident Evil, Evil tonight. Bro? And I was like, damn it. I've completely I'm completely forgot. my fucking Sheva on bro. Yeah. I'm a, I'm um, a babe and I need to kill some zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also you running ahead of me all the time leads to you catching all of the jump scares. Just yeah, every single dude. one of them. Well, you're like fucking reading page four of seven on like this fucking <laughs> doctor's log well, about the same virus. You'll never guess the virus was contracted and the people started acting funny. Dude. And then all of a well, sudden the, there's the a zombie. Problem, and I'm over here with, with my bonking books. stick. <laughs> Just smacking. Oh my God. The problem with the books is when you start reading it, you have to read all the way through. You can't just back out. So you have to go through every single page to get out of the book. 
<laughs> and it's like well, chopping I have... them up for YouTube, and every time we fail a boss fight, you're like, we're gonna end the episode here, everybody. <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah. I'm like, oh Literally my the, god, if I was watching the, this, I'd be losing my mind, bro. The end of every episode is us like losing a boss fight. It's like a death screen, but it's great. It's great. It keeps. It makes people be like, yeah, I want to see, see what happens next. Will they yeah. overcome? Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> been a good endorsement time. though. Play Resident Evil yeah. Five with a buddy. I'm excited for six. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, good shit. it's been a, it's been a good time. Um, the last thing that I I mean, this is like I don't even know why I put a slide in here. I played Mario Brothers three start to finish with fucking rewinds because you don't deserve to torture yourself with Mario Brothers three without it. But I almost want to bring it up like mostly for you. Like you've never played Mario three, have you? No. Like you've never even like jumped. Like you haven't played World One One in Mario Three. You've never. I've played a World One One in some Mario game. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, I really think that is would be like the most endearing content that you could possibly make on the internet would be you playing some of these low commitment classics. Like, you could bang out Mario Brothers Three in a night and be such a more well versed gamer for it. And. It holds up, man. It's still a fucking great platformer. It does have a crazy difficulty spike, but especially in 2023 where you can do save states and rewinds and stuff and just cheese it, like, that's a slice of gaming history that when you realize that that game came out in the early 90s, you're like, holy fuck, did they get that shit right? Like, they were doing something here. Crazy. You know, I would be happy to go back and play some of these games at some point if I could ever catch a break on all the new games coming out. I know, yeah, There's it is just, crazy. We are going to have a downtime, though. Like, July and August are going to actually be late. I hope so. I, I, there, I need it's, some time. It's after Final Fantasy. There's not much. And then it's, I like, September, say, October, November. Something has an August release date. Something big, but I can't remember what it is. Tune into our July show to find out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Let's get into our game list because motherfucker it has changed drastically game list oh 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 it's it's a uh, sea of stars and baldur's gate 3 in august okay yeah baldur's gate's already in earlier access but i get that and then sea of stars yeah that's a banger that's a banger but i mean that's like a single game that's that's pretty good yeah um absolutely so i'm just gonna run down my list you run down your list with the new order there's a lot of new appearances a lot of reorganizing of things i can't believe you like hogwarts more than zelda hogwarts is plummeting down my fucking list i love it i love it, it I really adore is, it. it's just it? a great year for games uh number one is zelda tears of the kingdom number two is chia go play fucking chia you haters uh number three is no there's a t in it t-c-h-i-a perfect <laughs> number three is xenoblade future redeemed number four is street fighter six number five is hogwarts legacy number six is theater rhythm final bar line number seven is humanity i should flip those i actually like humanity more than theater rhythm mm. but yeah. i love theater rhythm and number eight is jedi survivor like don't love that's low that's surprisingly low i thought jedi survivor would be higher well, if they would have followed my instructions on how to make the plot good. <laughs> Listen to the last one's episode if you want to hear some real hot takes on the story for Jedi um, Survivor. <laughs> my number one is Hogwarts Legacy. And it surprises yeah. me that it's that high still. Um, just something about realizing I could just walk to Hogsmeade. Yeah, I, that's the thing is like the, the open world for Hogwarts is so much different than Zelda. Like yeah. it's such a dense experience. Like if it was, I almost think that if that game was like a third of the size, 
that it is, I, I, it would be higher up on my list still. Hogwarts because Legacy? When, yeah, because when you're in Hogsmeade and when you're in Hogwarts, it's so good. And then yeah. everything outside of there is such generic Assassin's Creed Valhalla open world. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. There's I some also highlights. There's just some really, highlights. There's some cool towns. I also really like generic Assassin's Creed open yeah, world. Yeah, I know you do. So, <laughs> For sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah, being inside of Hogwarts was just wow. Um, so yeah, my number one is Hogwarts Legacy. Two is Tears of the Kingdom. Three is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Four is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Five is Dead Space Remake. Six is Dead Island 2, surprisingly high. Uh, seven is Destiny 2 Lightfall. Eight is Dredge. Nine is Season, A Letter to the Future. And ten is Metroid Prime Remastered. So yeah, I still have nothing in my nine remakes. and ten slots. Uh, I thought about putting We Love Katamari on there, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think that makes it. Maybe when I play that Royal Reverie stuff, it pushes it up there but uh i'm yeah. still on that thing of like if i don't see it being on my list at the end i'm not adding it to my list um yeah. let's go to the news let's talk about just a couple things that happened in between yeah. our last podcast and this podcast and the the biggest thing for everybody probably i think Mortal Kombat one you yeah that's care? the biggest thing for me too okay i did not care about mortal Kombat one but I heard that their first expansion character expansion pack is going to have Homelander and Omni-Man and someone else that I can't remember. (laughs) Homelander. Homelander is uh, the Superman like figure from the boys. That's like mentally unstable. Which meme is he? Um, He's the one where he's like, he's like trying to breathe real heavy. And he's like, (gasps) or, uh, God, there's a million Homelander memes. Just look up Homelander memes. Okay. Um, and then there's Omni Man, who is from Invincible, uh, which was the animated show uh, on Amazon. Prime oh, dude, as well. you picked the worst meme. the The meme for Homelander is straight face scared, turning to smile once everybody likes him. Yes, that's also a good one. I didn't pick the worst one. I like mine as well, but. Okay. There's a lot of Homelander memes is the thing. Um, but yeah, th- literally, Homelander, do you know who Omni-Man is? No. That's it an is animated a, show, right? Well, yeah, but he's he's voiced by uh, J.K. Simmons. So Oh, I like J.K. Simmons. J.J. Yeah, Jameson. Yeah. You ever yeah. seen Whiplash? Maybe? It's a movie about drumming. It's got Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons in like dueling roles. I've not seen that. You have to watch it. It's one of the fucking best movies of the last decade. I'm not going to watch Ooh, a movie be, about pu- drumming. Maybe pushing it. I, dude, that's what I said. That's what I said. And then I watched <laughs> it. It's one of the best. It's one of the best movies. I'm not not my tempo, not bro. <laughs> not my tempo. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Okay, it's sure, so fucking yeah, yeah. Okay. good, dude. It's so yeah, fucking sure. good. It's such a, it's a twisted story about what it takes to be the best. All right. You don't need to care that it's about drumming. It just happens to have drums in it. It's so good. You know, I, 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 I don't recommend f- movies lately. I lost all respect for Miles Teller in Fantastic Four. I lost my respect for Miles Teller when I found out that he was a absolute bastard off screen. <laughs> Wait, is he really? Yeah, oh, because he's a real oh. fucking piece of work, dude. Thinks his yeah, shit doesn't that's stink. Why, that's why Losing Tom Cruise jobs picked in Hollywood. Him for, uh, Did you see yeah, that? That's why, no, I didn't. What happened? Top Gun Maverick, the movie? Oh, no, no. Oh, dude, you gotta watch it. Miles Teller's and all the best stuff. No, I don't want. I don't like Miles Teller. I bet you haven't seen the Spectacular now either. 
No, I haven't. Oh, bro. Oh, you know what I did do the other day? I made a letterboxed. Do you have one of those? No, that's where you rank all the movies you've ever seen, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Boggers. It's nice. You should do it. Yeah. What's your number one movie? Spider-Man 2. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah yeah my you can pick like four of your favorite movies to have is like you're like just like if you click like person's profile they'll have their top four there and mine is spider-man 2 uh return of the king um interstellar and oh, i can't remember what the fourth movie was what a fake fan um, mine would probably be like i don't know once upon a time in Hollywood, Wolf of oh. Wall Street, House Moving two, Castle, Attack of the Clones, and probably the two. Oh no, Fellowship of the Ring. So, I totally understand why you like Wolf of Wall Street. Just for the record, why? I agree. Why, Margot Robbie, bro? <laughs> oh, it's <right>. the best. <laughs> Margot Robbie's I'm, any movie Margot Robbie's in that's my favorite movie the ludes bro um, the ludes I'm heavy heavy interested in Mortal Kombat 1 and I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan when it comes down to like <laughs> that's how we fucking transition bro Sorry. Yeah, we're, we, we're on topic <laughs> we're making it happen um Okay, so here's what you need to know about Mortal Kombat 1. Mortal Kombat 1 is like a soft reboot. It is not like a prequel or something like that. It does take place sequentially after Mortal Kombat 11. So this is technically Mortal Kombat 12. However, if you played Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, the story spoilers for a game that already has a sequel coming out, uh, there's like a whole time fuck thing that happens, and it ends with Liu Kang, heavy spoilers for this game, um, dying and coming back as a god so like you know who raiden is raiden the god of thunder uh you know i had a roommate freshman year in college his name was raiden oh, so very yeah cool. that's it yeah. that's what i'm talking about okay, uh luke cool. king is reincarnated as the god of fire and he begins rebuilding the mortal Kombat universe and he meets uh, a young kung lao who is presumably not the Kung Lao that we know. He's the Kung Lao who's the original Mortal Kombat champion that they talk about in the history that Kung Lao and Liu Kang, I believe, are descendants of. I'm not exactly positive. My my Mortal Kombat lore is a little fuzzy like the Mortal Kombat lore itself. itself. It's a fucking mess. But what you need to know is that it's a great jumping in point for Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat is a hot ticket, bro. It's fucking fun. It's cool. It's got the most ridiculous fucking story, but I, I really think it's going to be a good time. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that for Mortal Kombat 1. There's a CGI trailer and not much else. It announces basically eight characters and tells us that there's a new Mortal Kombat coming. But outside of that, it is very much going to have the lid blown off of it confirmed at Summer Game Fest. Uh, hey, pop quiz. Hey, pop Say quiz. the name of that event. Ready? Go. Summer Games Fest. Wrong. Summer Game Fest? Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Uh, it's like there's only one game. That's weird. <laughs> I know. I know. But I do the same thing. I'm always like Summer Games Fest. Summer Game Fest. Summer Game... Summer, Summer, SGF, yeah, Summer whatever. Game Fest. I get it. You know? But it, it's weird. Hey, who's know. the hottest uh who's the hottest Mortal Kombat character? A lot of people will tell you Melina, but they kinda have that whole like they're the same Hold ones on. that think that the newest girl is hot because she's got the fucked up face. She looks like she's half Tark Tarkaton Tarkaton Tarkaton. 
she's half Baraka race. Baraka's got blade hands. Um, I think for me, it's probably Katana, who's the traditional princess. She's like the the babe that Liu Kang's kind of fawning over. Who I think is really okay. hot. Um, you could make a case for a couple others too, where like Sonya Blade is like the army lady. She was played by uh, who's the UFC girl who does some wrestling and shit now. She's like the hot name for five years. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey played her last time, but before that, she was like the fucking. <laughs> I have no icon. idea how I pulled good, that out of my good pull. Sports I have no boy. Idea. <laughs> uh, some people like you know who Goro is. Uh, that's what you call your bro if you're oh. Goron in. Oh, you're right. Uh, you're right. Uh, Tarkantin might have been the wrong thing. Tarkantin race. Let's see. Is oh yeah, Tarkantin is right. But what's the Goro's race? Um, Goro's is it the one race. With the nasty teeth mouth. No, Goro's has four arms. Ooh, he's freaky. got. He's a oh Shokan Shokan. So there's a Shokan warrior named Shiva, a female Shokan who has four arms too, and she's kind of a lot of people think she's mommy. Um, this is a whole different podcast though. You want me to keep going? I like no, Jade. Okay. She's also a princess ninja. She's super hot. She fights with a bow staff. Um, but she's kind of undead sometimes too, so maybe that's not, not exactly the thing. If you like old ladies, Sindel is kind of babed out. She's got the she's got the face of like an 80-year-old, but the body of like a busty 25-year-old. <laughs> What's her All name? Right. How do you spell that? Sindel, S-I-N-D-E-L. Yeah. She's uh, Shao Kahn's bride. Pretty hot ticket. Pretty hot ticket. Um, and then I don't know. There's like there's some supporting characters that I think have like a a good case, but they're not really like all stars. Are you looking at Sindel? Do you like it? Yeah, kind of. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why not? Yeah. Don't we all? Um, um. But yeah, I'd say I think I think uh, there's like the new the new school. So like in Mortal Kombat mm, ten. In 11, there was a big emphasis on, like, everybody had kids. Like, Sonya Blade and uh, Johnny Cage have a kid named Cassie Cage. And she's a babe. Um, but I think they're kind of retconning that shit out of here. Either way, right. I, I think I I think I hit all the all the good stuff. I should bring up a list. Oh, Jackie uh, Briggs. Two, two, two things. One, um, does it annoy you? Like, I don't understand fighting games i feel like when you make a sequel to a fighting game you should have every character from the previous fighting game why do they cut down on characters whenever they make a sequel sometimes i i don't think that's the case i think that you end up in that situation um i think a really good example and i I know it's kind of the outlier of fighting games but if you look at smash brothers like smash brothers ultimate having every single character was this like ridiculous thing that happened and it is a monumental experience to have every single character come back, especially with the collabs and licensing issues, and that's why it made it so special. Sometimes your favorite character coming back for a fighting game is the thing that you're kind of holding out hope for. When it doesn't happen, you have to find a new main, and I think it keeps things interesting. You know, famously, if you look back to, like, Mortal Kombat 3, the base game, not talked about as much, but the actual base game of all of Mortal Kombat 3 didn't include a lot of the fan favorites it had mostly a new cast of characters where like the emphasis instead of on ninjas was on robots you had like Cyrax and Sector making their debut whereas like you had Sub-Zero but it was Sub-Zero's brother and he didn't have a mask and Scorpion wasn't in it and shit like that but they then kind of like retconned it as they like to do and that's sort of where I want to bring this conversation is 
fighting games are very much not a one and done deal especially if you look at the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat series like when you look back now and you talk about Mortal Kombat 3 you're usually not talking about Mortal Kombat 3 you're usually talking about Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 which is a vastly different game than the Mortal Kombat 3 that launched same thing when you talk about Street Fighter 2 you're probably not talking about Street Fighter 2 you're probably thinking about Street Fighter 2 Turbo Street Fighter 2 launched with 8 characters Turbo has like 16 so it's one of those things where it's like a not, not supply and demand that's the wrong thing to do but almost like a planned obsolescence type thing where Think about them not putting your favorite character in there, but then releasing it as DLC. You're going to sell some fucking copies, baby. Um, Mortal Kombat already. Mortal Kombat 1. Shang Tsung. If you want to play as Shang Tsung, that'll be a pre-order, please. One pre-order, please. If not, five bucks after the fact. Did, uh, did you ever play Spider-Man Friend or Foe? Oh, no, but it's on my list of, like, stupid little shit that I want to play so bad because that's the game that was made for, like, kids, right? But you had, like, playable Venom, and it's, like, top-down, kind of like a dummy Ultimate Alliance. Um, kind of. Friend or Foe was... There was two different versions, technically. There was the, like, the console version, and then there was the DS version. Mm. Um, I had both when I was growing up because, you know, Spider-Man. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. And uh, eight. And I was eight. But it literally, it kind of like rips, it rips um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man design, at least. I don't remember if it was his name or not. And puts him into like this other alternate world where you end up having to team up with your enemies. And you kind of like, um, it almost has the same story as uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, where some of your enemies are like taken over by another enemy. And... uh, you get to save them and play as them and with them. And it's really fun. And it's co-op. It's a co-op game. Yeah, I do remember game. it being co-op and that being pretty cool. And I remember it came out on like PS2 and Wii, right? Yeah, PS2 and Wii and 360. Okay, uh, cool. Um, and uh, there, there's like a, there's like a, uh, mul- there's like a, a versus arena where you can play with, against each other. You can fight against each other. Right. Um, and I just was thinking about the character selection menu of that whenever whenever you were talking just because you could play spider-man or you could play a symbiote spider-man or you could play as venom or you could play as doc ock or green goblin or just all sorts of things that's the exact kind of thing that i would buy and stream right now like i've got yeah that avatar game i was talking about i got x-men destiny do you know that game yes 360 rpg where you made your own character and fought alongside a bunch of people i want to say i played that game yes Yes, i played that it's shitty dude yeah it's real bad i never finished it even as a kid (laughs) i thought it was bad I'm excited to play it. Needless yeah. to say. Um, yeah. Wanna, um, can also, I, can I fucking strap on my tinfoil hat? What are you gonna say? Well, to finish to finish the Mortal Kombat thing that I've derailed mm. multiple times, the final character that was announced. <laughs> yeah. for the, Our Mortal Kombat segment's a hot fucking ticket. If you're still listening <laughs> right now, if you're still listening the, right now, send me a personal message <laughs> thanking yeah, me for this content. <laughs> the DLC pack is Homelander, Omni Man, and Peacemaker. Or peacekeeper, yeah. Uh, also, name? that's John not Cena? like that's that's like leaked. I think right now, and not. I thought official. it was confirmed. It's confirmed because it leaked from like Xbox Brazil or some shit like that. Oh, okay. One of those nightmare scenarios where they're like, "Well, mm. cat's out of the fucking bag." I bet it'll be confirmed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a question for you about Mortal Kombat coming up soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, tinfoil hat time. Strap in, bro. Strap in, bro. Strap. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Bro. They've been silenced. For more than a year, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, four days ago, they start posting these 
What a, know about this? You just said you had a question for me about Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah, later. Oh, okay, okay. It's in our cool. prediction segment. Don't worry, we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. Yeah, sorry, tinfoil hat. Um, PFT, tinfoil hat stuff time. On. So, silent for more than a year. If you remember correctly, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth was announced at the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary event alongside Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. Reunion got a release date of this winter, and Rebirth got a release date of next winter. Of course, Rebirth, uh, I'm sorry, Reunion did come out on time. It released in December, which was last winter of 2022, and we are now anxiously anticipating anything new, little morsels, nuggets of information on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is still slated for this winter. So, that being the case, we've heard nothing about it. Leading up to it, we're now in June of this year. It could be as soon as November of this year if it's sticking to that release date. Could be as late of as March of next year. Either way, all of a sudden, Final Fantasy VII, three days ago, four days ago, posts this picture that says, "Question: How is development progressing on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth?" Answer: Development is progressing smoothly and according to plan. We are currently working on nailing down a release date for the game. From Katase himself, cutest little man. Google Katase. Tell me he's not a cute little man. Uh, <laughs> I can't see Katase. You can't see him? You should Google him. No. I, I just told you. To. Where okay. I just want him to show um, up at my house. So I was like, okay, that's a nice little thing. I figured that would be the end of it. No. There's been every day another developer comment. Uh, what are things to look it's forward so to? It's so weird. Do I need to play the first one to enjoy the second one? All this different shit leading up to my theory of... Day seven of these updates would fall yeah, on the was, same day. Say. day seven. On the same day as Summer Game Fest this Thursday. So perhaps we get Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer number two soon, baby. Soon, TM. I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. Um, you heard it here first. If, if so. I'm, I'm down with that tinfoil hat theory. Yeah. It's I time, it's, I right? I think I'm onto something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, All right. I'd be more than happy. Let's talk about this dog shit. Everybody want to switch. <laughs> I don't really a have a year ago. All right, a year ago, Imran Khan reported that there was a weird everybody uh, one two switch sequel in development where he is not really known for like spoiling things or having insider sources, but somebody that he knew, friend of a friend or something like that, reached out to him because they had just play tested a first party Nintendo game that was so abysmally shitty that they felt they needed to say something. <laughs> yeah. For at the time when it came out, the report was basically from Imran Khan saying, "Hey, this game was play tested. It's like something between everybody." want to switch in jackbox it is currently a nightmare for nintendo because they don't know what to do with the game because it tested so badly and they don't know if they should cancel it or put it out at 60 bucks so and they came up with a decision that, at that point they had already printed and made multiple like boxes yeah 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 that's right uh, it was that's just right. like there were like boxes of switch boxes of everybody want to switch that we're just kind of so crazy and it's the worst box art ever but uh, there's a mm -hmm. sequel to everybody one two switch coming out june 30th and it was announced i mean there's potentially a fucking nintendo direct happening in the next couple weeks potentially we'll see maybe i'll have a question about that too when we're doing our predictions uh but this was announced via a tweet there's no fucking trailer and it comes out in 24 days like this thing is being sent out to die for 29.99 and it is not going to be a good time. And That's it's too just much like, money. It's, it's not worth tell it. Tell me this doesn't look like a Ubisoft game, bro. Like, it looks it like looks a Just Dance spinoff. Like, yeah, you're kind of right, uh, actually. 
Maybe Ali would so be bad. into that. It looks probably so bad. I probably want to buy it. Yeah, dude. We're <laughs> fucking monsters. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be a fun fucking stream. Like, I should get one to Switch. Oh, I think I should yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, we're the fucking worst. We're the worst type of <laughs> consumerist pieces of shit, dude. Why do we have a podcast? Um, Let's just gloss over this, because there is so much to unpack here with the PlayStation Showcase. The best way yeah. that you could enjoy it is uh, let's do it this way tell me your highlight one highlight i mean very clearly spider-man yeah spider-man really dope for me my highlight sword of the sea developed by giant squid who's most of the team that did journey flow and flower they've since done abzu and worked on the pathless um looks really good kind of a spiritual successor if you will they don't own the rights to journey so they went and did their own thing but um for if you want PlayStation Showcase information, you can go watch our predictions if you want to see us really overshoot what we thought would be at this conference. And then you can listen, more importantly, to our uh, recap. It's not so much our reactions. We each reacted separately to that. But you can listen to a Gameless episode in your Gameless podcast right now or on YouTube.com slash at Gameless show. And we have a full like 50-minute breakdown of the show and our opinions on it. And uh, yeah, the long run is that I just wanted to kind of focus here on the main podcast of how unimpressed I was with it and how... So much of that conference is like what it was not as opposed to what it is. And you are a little hotter on it. I want to say Jake is always a Debbie Downer and I had a great time with it and I'm thankful for any news I get and Spider-Man looked amazing. Yeah, how that how that Last of Us Factions look? Oh, uh, you know. You want to get fine, into that at I all? Uh, like, I mean, there was reports that it's going poorly. Not necessarily poorly, but... They brought in Bungie to kind of evaluate their live service offerings, and I guess yeah. the the word the 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 take is that Last of Us Factions did not pass the live service test that Bungie did, so, so they're reevaluating development. The order of operations was somebody fucking squealed to the Shry guy, <laughs> Jason Schreier, yeah, and yeah, said yeah. that there's there's production turmoil and that things are going badly and they're starting to lay off parts of the team um, and that it's just internally not going great with Last of Us Factions. So Schreier presumably went to Naughty Dog and said, hey fuckers, I'm about to run this story. You have any comment? And they said, no. no. And then hung up the, hung up the phone and then, turned, and then turned to their fucking copy guy and said, bro, we need to say something right now because in four yeah. hours... <laughs> So they put out a thing saying that, like, hey, we know that our game wasn't at the show. We just need some more time to work on it to give you the best product. Yippee. And then four yeah. hours later, Schreier fucking put out his hit piece on them saying Which, that shit is fucked. I'm, I'm going to be, I, after watching Psych Odyssey, I think we might blow things out of proportion a little bit too much when we see articles like that. Like, all sure. development is troubled. Right, like nothing mm -hmm. ever goes according to plan. We're lucky to get any game that we get, just because of how things are. Um, I'm sure at the end of the day, a good game at least will be released. It just could take some time. And if this game gets canceled and those people get moved on to a single player experience, so be it, man. I'll take it. I'll take it either way. Um, I'm Let happy you know that I way. never had faith. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right, I know. I know. All right. Um, let's just Dude. kind of talk. What? Spider Man. 
Oh, you want to dig in? I mean, do you think it looks good? I've heard people complain about it. They're like, it looks yeah, good. It looks, good. It no, looks so it looks good. good. Yeah. yeah. I I cannot wait for that game. What a year for Miles. What a year for Spider-Man. It just, um, I love Spider-Man. It's just a little bit of what we talked about on the main show of like, does it have what it takes to take like the uh, ascension up to make it like a fucking absolute banger i mean we kind of figured we'd get black suit spider-man Absolutely. there's gonna be three different spider-mans i don't know if i've seen that je ne sais quoi to really make me feel like this game blows the first two spider-man games out of the water i think that it'll be more of that and it has equally ascended but i don't know if it's ascending out of that nine out of ten territory I, to have like a i think this game just like tears of the kingdom just like fallen order I think they're going to make the ones before it next to unplayable because of the steps that they are taking between the two. Yeah, probably. But I, I don't know. I think I, I would need like a, I would need like a playable Venom, like something that really, really stuck out and was like, wow, I can't believe they did this for this game. Because outside of playing I, as the two characters we've already played before and then another suit. Can I put on my tinfoil hat real quick? Yeah, sure. I think we will... Playing as Miles fighting peter at some point in the game uh i think the suit the symbiote suit will kind of put a rift between them and it's going to lead yeah. up to a big fight between peter and miles um that i'm yeah, super excited about imagine this that's not a tinfoil hat thing that's like the that's story a, every time damn it's it, not a Jake, it's not a black suit no it's thing. not a black suit spider-man story unless peter's like i'm becoming a bad guy i gotta take this off and throw it at eddie brock <laughs> that's spider-man bro all right anyway um <laughs> that's i mean uh, i i nailed it i nailed it we'll, we'll see how it all pans out all right let let's them come <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude for sure you understand that's yeah, apparent yeah, yeah, to yeah. me yeah. all right here's what's coming up for reaction content from us at assorted places the stuff will be streamed live from my twitch twitch.tv slash jake twitchin you want an easy link amazingstreamer.com. you can also find colin with me when time permits um for anything that he's unable to hit on time he may react on his own channel twitch.tv slash at colleen k-a-u-l-i-n-e no at sorry i'm getting my urls wrong you know where to find him you guys are smart internet users yeah if you guys want to see a live reaction for uh some of these things just come like break your foot or something and i'll meet you at the er um, yeah yeah perfect so, yeah uh, but we'll have definitely a bunch of stuff anytime that him and i are together it'll be posted on the game list youtube channels you can find that after the fact and then of course we'll have a podcast breaking it down uh midway through but as of right now for confirmed events that you can look forward to we have the following things in order everything is going to be in the eastern standard time zone king of time zones best time zone Ooh. everyone knows June 8th at 3 p.m. is Summer Game Fest proper. This is the Keeley Show, hour plus long, all of the trailers and debuts and all the stuff that you come to I think we will see more Spider-Man here, by the way. Oh, I'm going to get in some questions in a little bit. Um, Later that evening at 6 p.m. is the Devolver Digital Direct, which should be pretty cool. That's also June 8th. Um, Two days later on June 10th, the Wholesome Direct, which has proven to be a really fun indie showcase in the past. Um, Short, it's usually like 45 minutes to an hour, but it's where you're going to see... 
you know, all the cool farming sims and stuff like that. I have had a good time looking at those over the past couple of years, so I'm excited to stream that. Uh, right after that, uh, an hour later, in fact, on June 10th at 1 p.m., is the Future Game Show. This is the game's radar thing. It's like where we saw Baldur's Gate for the first time, Baldur's Gate 3. There's usually a pretty big... Per pretty big premiere uh, Warhammer stuff would probably pop up there if we're gonna see like Space yeah. Marine 2 or something like that it would probably pop here um, just kind of some of like the weirdo more uh, niche games that you might expect to see usually a nice little showcase though uh, the big boy baby the, the biggest one that we have left arguably is the Xbox game showcase that's Sunday we will definitely be together for this one that is at 1 p.m. Eastern time it's formerly the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase. It is now just the Xbox Game Showcase. We're dropping Bethesda to the name from the name, even though they will be there. This is where we'll see Fable if it exists, if Avowed if it exists. Directly after it, we know we're getting an hour of Starfield via the Starfield Direct. So plenty of presence there. Again, that's at 1 p.m. on um, what's it called on Sunday, June. Yeah, 11th. I'll be there for that one. Yep, for yes. sure. Uh, later on that evening is the PC gaming show. That's uh, June 11th at 4 p.m. And then June 12th, which is Monday um, at 1 p.m., is the Ubisoft Forward, which I think should be interesting. We'll see Assassin's Creed for sure. Maybe we'll see some Rayman DLC Avatar. for that Rabbids game. Avatar, I think. Maybe Star Wars or Indie. Are those both uh, Ubisoft? Star Wars is. Indie is Star Wars is games. Indie is EA, right? I think. Oh? I think Indie is... Indie will probably think, pop at the Xbox show, huh? Yeah, I think Indie is Machine Games, which is uh, yeah. owned by by Bethesda, who made they made Wolfenstein. All right, I think. and then the big question right now is, of course, will Nintendo rear its ugly fucking face? And I don't, I really don't know. I don't know. Um, some... I'm putting out my theory as well. It won't be. Don't this put one. out your theory. Don't, don't, don't spoil it. I got, a, I, got a, I got a thing. I got a bit. I got a bit for this. I am okay, going to... Okay. Colin has not looked at these, so these are all brand new for him. I'm going to let him answer first, and then I'll give you my opinion. But I just strung together some fucking questions, man. And these, right. at any now, point, basically, between now and when all this summer game stuff commences, I just need your answer for if these things are going to happen. Okay. Sure. Will Reptile appear? You know who what Reptile is? is? Reptile. He's the green ninja from Mortal Kombat who was absent from Mortal Kombat 11. He's like a fan favorite ninja. He's kind of like the weirdo pick between Sub-Zero, no. Scorpion, and Reptile, and people have been clamoring for him. I think yes. I think it's time for Reptile. I All don't right. even know who Reptile is. Will we hear the words chicken chaser? This is a fable question. Where does that question. come from? This fable? is a fable oh. question, and it's a, um, it's a fan favorite nickname. It's the default nickname that you get in fable. No, so it's not. It's not. It's a question of not only will Fable come, Fable let them come. Fable, <laughs> Fable one, will come. <laughs> Fable will come. Chicken Chaser will not. Okay, but that That's will. Fair. But that will be like in the game. In the game, we will see Chicken okay. Chaser. Yeah. Will we see a Sega Super game? Do you remember this? Do you remember the rumored Sega Super games where they were yeah. working on like four different titles that were rumored to be like Jet Set Radio, rumored to be Virtua Fighter, rumored to be Sonic something? Sure. You, do you think they're ready? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going no. I don't know why. I just don't know what Sega's doing right now. I'm scared of Dude, Sega. These, these are Jake-ass questions right now. I, I do not know the answer to any of these. Will there be a substantial shadow drop? I'm talking on the level of Hi-Fi Rush or Metroid Prime. 
No. Okay. I'm going to go with no as well. I feel like the only, Sony needed to do that. You know what I mean? Microsoft already did it this year. Nintendo already did it this year. I don't know who's left. But, I don't know. I, I, don't here, know. Here, I think shadow drops are fine, but like yeah, people best. expect them too much. You can't expect a shadow drop. Oh, you like, can. No. I do. That's called being privileged, Jake. And I'm never disappointed in events. Never, ever. Uh, Hollow Knight? You can't not yes. show it. You yes. can't go... You can't... After yeah. what they did to us for fucking five years of the memes of will Hollow Knight fucking appear, will Silk Song appear, and then well, showing it and then going silent for another fucking year. They can't well, do Well, you again. can thank Xbox for that, for saying everything that we show at this showcase will be out within you can, 365 days. Yeah, okay. I'll let you then, have that one. It's a mess. And then none of those games came out. Oh, I'm sorry. Redfall came out. The only thing that came out was Redfall. No, Pentiment. Okay, Pentiment too. Will Hideo Kojima speak? This isn't yes, will absolutely. Metal Gear be there? Which isn't is Death Stranding? Will it be there? Will Hideo Kojima say words on stage? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think. I think too. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be a first party triple A Sony experience? Do they have anything in the bag that they were holding back? Are they going to try to make right at presumably Summer Game Fest? Um, yes to will there be a first party AAA Sony experience appearance, appearance? No to are they going to try to make right? I don't think they have anything to make right for, but I also, right. my tinfoil hat is there's going to be another showcase this year. And since right. I said that, there have been reports of there's probably going to be another this showcase this year. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. See. We'll um, see. yeah. Also, also, Nami franchise. Report. Yeah. Um, Ratchet and Clank come to PC, and they didn't put that in their showcase. How weird is that? Oh, you're they the announced it like two days showcase. later. It's the stupidest that's thing so, in the world. That's so weird. Show your icons, bro. You will. I know. <laughs> it's so uh, funny. A Konami franchise reemerges. This is basically. Well, d- does Castlevania does, show yeah, up does here? Does Castlevania show? Yeah, sure. Does Castlevania show? Sure. Okay. Well, because the problem is, I mean, they've already shown Metal Gear. They've already shown Silent Hill. So all they Mm -hmm. have left is Castlevania. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, No, there's a big one. There's a big one that we're forgetting for sure. I probably Um, never played it. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like there's something else. Oh, I thought you looked one up and was like looking at it. No, no. Will the Starfield showcase? Will Starfield showcase sexual advances during their direct? Yes. Kind of their thing, isn't it? I hope so. Love that shit. They love that shit. Yeah, dude. They fuck. I love getting married in Skyrim. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, I'm ready for the Fallout Four next gen version that they were talking about recently. Please, dude. Oh, please. Will there be a Nintendo Direct before June seventeenth? No, that's the week. Right now, the only thing that happens that week is the Xbox and PC gaming showcases on June eleventh on Sunday. June twelfth, Monday is the Ubisoft Forward. I would give them until that Saturday, basically. No, no. I think be. 
if there's going to be one, it will be Tuesday, June 13th at like 10 a.m. Maybe Wednesday. That's how they like to do it. They'll announce it on like Sunday night and be like, Nintendo Direct, join us at 10 a.m. At 8 a.m. Pacific time. I hate it. I hate it. At least put it when I get off work. Stop oh, putting bro. them so early in the morning. You're allowed to have a job as a gamer. I don't care about gamer, people buddy. overseas. Literally, hold on. I'm trying to think of what time zone is this made for. Is it for? convenient for? Yeah. Nobody. They don't care. Freaking the Pump Hawaiians? Is, I, I mean, uh, that's the only thing I can think yeah. of. No, it would be terrible time for them. All right, well, I guess freaking like the middle of the Atlantic. The I guess Europe is probably the best. I hate I Europe. Tell me about it. No, I'm just kidding. Are you yeah. okay? We love you. <laughs> All right. I don't. The last thing that we need to do before we wrap things up is just talk about the couple games that are dropping in June. And let me tell you, there's one banger and two potential lemons. Crash Team Rumble. Listen to the last episode. Last episode of Game was Proper if you want my impressions on this game. I'll play it. Uh, it's got another night or two of content out of it. That drops on June 20th. The big mama. The thing that we're going to talk about the most. I mean, this might have a special episode too, man. We might need to dig into Final Fantasy 16 once we get in there. We'll see. But yeah. it comes out on June 22nd, so we'll probably talk about it on the next episode of Regular Game List. And then once we roll credits, maybe do like a spoil list for it. Probably won't be as involved yeah. as our Zelda coverage. Yeah, um, no, definitely not. Then on the 30th, everybody won two Switch gets fucking dumped out. Goddamn. We'll have a stream of that too. I would hate to be one of those poor souls on the cover art. Shit, uh, what a fucking mess, bro. What a mess. Yeah. Jeez. That does it for Game List. So much to look forward to. So much coming in between now and when these events start streaming. You can look forward to our final episode of Spoil List for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, where we will dig into everything. It's all on the table. Listener, viewer, yep. beware. Uh, yep. I will be streaming a bunch at Jake Twitchin. Colin will be streaming a bunch at Colleen underscore and then we'll be fucking living it up living our best gaming life in the uh, the most fun weekend of the year usually for gamer news yeah yeah most no fun joke. month overall can't yeah. wait it's gonna be a I good one alright get that button ready I know what we're closing with today come on let them come let them come